In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today actually is the first Sunday after the Feast of Nativity. And many people are asking whether God in his incarnation came only to Israel, to his own, or to the whole world. That's why the church on this Sunday is focusing that the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ was for everybody. He did not come to a certain nation or a certain group of people, but he came to every single person in the whole world. Uh, you know, before the birth of Christ, the world was divided into Jews and Gentiles. Gentiles is any nation other than Israel. So the readings of today, all of them are about uh, how God came to the Gentiles as, with, as well as Israel. If we took the reading from yesterday, from Vesper, the psalm of the Vesper, clip, clap your hands, all you nation, shout to God with the voice of exaltation. All the nations, which mean the Gentiles, who were rejected and considered as unclean by Israel, now they are rejoicing because God came to them. The birth of Christ is also for the Gentiles. That's why David, in a prophetic uh, voice, said, clap your hands, all you nation, shout to God with the voice of exaltation. Also, in, in the yesterday, in the Gospel from St. Luke, it's about uh, how the Lord said, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. So the Lord did not come to preach only to Israel, but to all the cities, all the nations, all the countries. When they tried to hold the Lord Jesus Christ to stay with them, he told them, no, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. Uh, also, uh, in, in today, in the morning, in the matins, uh, how God actually reigned as a king over all nations, not only over Israel. So the psalmist said, the Lord, the Lord reigns, he is clothed with honor, the Lord has clothed and girded himself with strength, your throne is prepared of old, you are from everlasting. And you know, Galilee is considered Galilee of the Gentiles because uh, the Gentiles lived in Galilee and around Galilee. So this morning also in the meetings gospel, we uh, heard about how the Lord Jesus Christ went to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching there. So here again, the Lord came to the Gentiles, and as we heard also this morning, and the report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region, 
and we know from the geography of this area that Galilee was surrounded by cities from the Gentiles. As for the Pauline letter from Romans 15, it was very clear. Uh, we heard it today, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, for this reason I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again, he says, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, Lord him, all your people, etc. So here, St. Paul in Romans chapter 15 actually explained how God came not only to the Jews, but to the Gentiles, and this made everybody from the Gentiles rejoice and praise God for his salvation. Again, in the Catholic letter from 1 John uh, chapter uh, 3, God came to all of us, uh, the Gentiles and the Jews, to make us his only children. And St. John is calling us to reflect on this. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God, Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. So here, purpose of his incarnation, as St. Athanasius said, God became son of man in order to make man son of God. And in uh, the praxis, which is from Acts chapter 14, uh, also we, we see how St. Paul and, and Barnabas went to the Gentiles and preached to the Gentiles the gospel of salvation, as we read in verse 26 and 27. From there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which they had completed. Now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them, and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. God opened the doors also to the Gentiles. And the psalm of today, of the liturgy, the Lord has made known his salvation to the whole world. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations, in the sight of the Gentiles, has remembered his mercy to Jacob and his truth to the house of Israel. And the gospel about the uh, run or escape or fly to Egypt and Egypt is one of the Gentiles uh, cities or nations because Egyptians are not Jewish and the flight to Egypt also is an indication uh, and a prophecy about how the door of salvation will be opened to the Gentiles and it's interesting to notice that who greeted the Lord or congratulated the Lord during his birth? The shepherd who represents the Jews and the wise men who came actually from far east and they represent the Gentiles. So here we can see how both Jews and Gentiles congratulated the Lord, which is a symbol of acceptance, the Jews and the Gentiles and the reconciliation that will happen between the Jews and the Gentiles. But the 
gospel of today teaches us a very important lesson about time to run away. There is a time to run away. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, when Herod decided to kill all the children of Bethlehem, uh, ran away to Egypt with Joseph and his mother, St. Mary. And this in order to teach us a lesson about running away. Running away, there are two kinds of escaping or running away. A good escaping that actually encouraged by the scripture, encouraged by God, and I will give you some examples from the scripture, how it is good to escape and to run away in a certain time, but also there is uh, unacceptable or a wrong escape or running away. So we'll speak about these two types. Uh, the first type, which is uh, the good or the beneficial running away, when we run away from sin, evil, and when we run away from wicked people. Like here, the Lord Jesus Christ ran to Egypt from Herod. He did not resist uh, Herod, although as God, he could have actually uh, sent angels from heaven to destroy Herod and, and all his army, as he did in the past with Pharaoh. But here God is teaching us a lesson to run away from sin, from evil, from wicked people. And we remember in the Old Testament when God sent two angels to save Lot and his family from Sodom and Gomorrah, they told him, run away for your life. Why are you, why are you staying in this city? This city is full of corruption, full of sin. Don't stay here. Run away. If you want to save your life, run away uh, for your life. And we saw how Joseph, when his master's wife tried to compel him and seduce him to sin with her, he ran away, ran away in order to save his life. Even running away caused him to be in prison, but he preferred to be in prison rather than to defile himself with sin. Uh, so that's another example of good escape, beneficial running away from sin and temptation. And the Bible uh, encouraged us to run away from bad company. As St. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, bad company corrupts good morals. So when there is a group of ungodly people, I need to keep my distance from them because bad company corrupts good uh, morals. Also, running away from false teachers and from heretics, the Lord several times he told us, beware of false teachers, beware of false prophets. We need to run away. Some people try to dilute the differences between different denominations, but when actually 
I expose myself to false teaching, this will change my mind and make me compromise the truth. But we need actually to run away from any false teaching or false uh, prophets. Another thing actually is to run away from bad media. We are surrounded by bad media all over. And uh, in the social media, we are exposed to bad philosophies, uh, heretical ideologies. Uh, all these things actually uh, can corrupt our mind. And we need to be discerned, uh, have discernment what's right and what's wrong, and to run away and to escape from all these bad ideas, bad ideologies, bad philosophies that can corrupt our mind. Also, you need to run away from the places of sin, bars, uh, nightclubs, all these areas that actually can tempt the person to fall into sin and fall into temptation. You need to run away from all this evil. So, but when we run away, run to where? We need to find actually a place of refuge. We read in the Old Testament that the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord is a strong uh, refuge to which the righteous runs and is safe. So in order to run away, I need to call on the name of the Lord. My Lord Jesus Christ, save me. My Lord Jesus Christ, support me. My Lord Jesus Christ, help me. My Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen me. You need this energy, this grace to help you to run away. Many times the temptation is like a strong magnet and the temptation is pulling you away toward the sin. But when you call on the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord is a strong, a strong hold. You can actually run to the name of the Lord and you will be safe. As I told you, in the beginning, there are uh, running away that is not right and ungodly. So not every running away is good. There is bad running away. Like running away from God. Many people actually, they run away from God. Like the rich man, when the Lord told him, you, one thing you need, go sell all what you have and give it to the poor, he did not like this teaching. So immediately he left the Lord Jesus Christ and went his way sorrowful. He ran away. Many times people choose not to come to the church because they don't like to hear the teaching in the church. This is wrong. You cannot do this. You need to do this. They uh, this teaching frustrates them, so they run away from God. And we read, we read in Hosea chapter 7, Woe to them because they ran away from me. Uh, we should know that God loves us, and he wants us to cling to him to save us, to empower us, to give us his grace. So running away from him definitely will make us 
more uh, miserable in our spiritual life. Uh, like the prodigal son, when he ran away from his father, in the beginning he had fun and he had friends around him. But very soon after he spent all his money, he started to become hungry and even he desired to eat the pots that were given to the swine and nobody gave it to him. So running away from his father's house was not the right decision. And the right decision is to go back. That's why when he returned to himself, he said, I will return back to my father's house and tell him, I have sinned, I have sinned against heaven and against you, and I'm not worthy to be called your son. So consider me one of your hired servants. Also, when we try to replace God with somebody else for help, instead of seeking help from God, seeking help from uh, others. Like uh, in Isaiah chapter 10, God actually is rebuking Israel to whom you are running uh, for help. When actually we need help, we need to run to God. And God will send the people who help us. So people actually who will help us will be part from God's mission toward us. But when we put God away, completely away from our life, and we use ungodly way or sneak away to get help, God will tell us, as he said in Isaiah chapter 10, to whom you are running away for help. Another example of running away, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, when they committed their sin, they hid themselves from God. Although they should go back to God, because God is the only one who will forgive their sins and save them. Many times when we commit sins or our conscience rebuke us for major sins, or any sin actually, sometimes we stop coming to the church, we stop uh, going for confession because we feel embarrassed, we feel ashamed. Like Adam and Eve, they were fearful, guilty, ashamed, so they tried to avoid God. But this avoidance did not help them. They needed God because God is the Savior. He did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. Uh, also, running away from responsibility, like Jonah the prophet. Jonah, God assigned him a certain responsibility to go and to preach Nineveh. But Jonah thought to run away from this responsibility to go to Tarshish from God. Uh, and God actually sent a, big, a huge whale to swallow him, to tell him you should not run away from responsibility. Many times we run from our responsibility, our responsibility toward our family, our responsibility toward myself, either as a student to study and to learn and to educate myself, or as uh, an adult to work and to hold a job and to uh, support myself and support others. But 
we run away from responsibility toward family, toward ourselves, toward the church, toward one another. Actually, we have responsibility toward one another. If you count in the New Testament verses that has one another, like love one another, uh, stir up one another, uh, accept one another, you will find more than 50 different verses that show our responsibility toward one another. It is not good, actually, to run away from your responsibility. Also, running away from the church, running away from the sacraments. The church, as St. John Chrysostom said, it is a hospital for sinners, not a hotel for saints. So if I'm a sinner, I need to come to the church because that's hospital. I need to come admit myself to this hospital to be healed. Some people claim they have a wonderful relationship with God and they don't have to come to the church. They are deceiving themselves. St. Paul, in his letter to Hebrews, he told them, uh, don't do like others when you avoid our assembly together, our meetings together. Uh, running away from your spiritual canon, your spiritual rule, I mean your prayer, your Bible reading, your fasting, your tithing, your spiritual uh, reading, your spiritual meeting, your Sunday school. Running away from all of this is not beneficial. Actually, it's harmful and destructive to your uh, spiritual life. Running away from confession, running away from spiritual guidance, running away from listening to uh, our parents, all these are different type of running away, which actually has negative effect on our spiritual life. So today, when the Lord ran away with Joseph and Mary to Egypt, this is an example of running away from evil. But as I said, there is good running away, but there is also bad running away. We need, when we decide to run away, to say, is it good or bad? Is it according to the will of God or not? And when we decide to run away, to whom should we run? Definitely we should run to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Glory be to God forever and ever.